0: kids back in 2017 senda and I decided to make a game called turning point
1: um Phil hey Phil oh
0: hi yes
1: hey did you want to do a show <laughs> like a show
0: oh um yeah uh, I do um I, I was just I was just about to tell a story about game design can we do a <laughs> show about oh wait I know what to do hang on Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to do a show about game design? Heck yeah, I do. <laughs> Cue music. <laughs> hey. Welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. Uh, I am your host, uh, once a former test pilot for SNASA, Phil.
1: <laughs> and I am your other host, once a bartender at Puzzles Center.
0: <laughs> High five. High five. <laughs> I was nervous you weren't going to be able to pull that opening off. <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. Uh, Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about um, a topic from Jade Prophet on Twitter who uh, said I'd love to hear you talk more about game design. Yay! Yay, yes, I agree. Yay. Um hopefully that gives you fuel for a few episodes. The beginning, the development, the playtesting, the feedback, the alpha, the beta, the ashcan, oh there'll be plenty of room for new definitions. Boy, I bet there will be. I look forward to it all and again, thank you for everything you two do. Oh, I just read that last part to be self-indulgent. Thanks. Yeah, that's Jay. okay.
0: <laughs> it's Jake Profit. <laughs> We like the thing that you do, which is listening to the show. Right. And, so, and
1: then sending us topics.
0: Yeah. And, and so for sending us a topic, uh, we are going to dive in and talk about um, uh, game design. And uh, we're uh, right now, it's planning to be one episode. We'll see. We'll see. See what uh we'll see, see what, comes yeah, out. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's more. Maybe other topics will spawn off of this. But for now, we're going to start with one episode on game design. Um, and I should say that, uh, we are going to approach this from our own personal experience. So that comes with, um, an incredible amount of bias because, um, it's basically just the amassed knowledge of the two of us. Right, <laughs> I mean, I've talked to other game designers, right, but
1: yeah, we' we're we, basic- have, we have spent some time in discussion and working with other game designers, so like I think we have other people's impressions, but yeah, definitely, this has been your and my specific experiences,
0: yeah, absolutely, right, so games. heavily biased by heavily biased by us, uh just from who we are, and um I will say that a you know, I know that my own personal bias for game design comes out of the fact that I used to work in software uh, design. So some software stuff that I do bleeds into how I like to do game design.
1: That's very... Uh, having worked with you now on a couple of games, I can absolutely like just verify that for anyone listening. Yeah. I, but I also, let's say one other really funny thing. Sure. This may come up more later, but there's another really interesting bias style thing that I think we should mention, which is that... On the initial pass, this is, you know what, this goes later, but I'm going to say it anyway because it came to my mind. On the initial pass, I tend to weigh under-design, and you tend to weigh over-design, and you cut back, and then I have to build more in.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's absolutely. like another
1: thing that we should just say, like stylistically, the way that the stuff ends up happening. Like, So take everything that we say with a grain of salt from the perspective that... Senda usually doesn't have enough stuff to make rules happen.
0: Like <laughs> Yes, and I am the opposite. I usually have way too much stuff and then have to like start looking yeah, at to, like, like, well, carve I don't really things need this. Down. I don't need that. Yes. I really <laughs> like- want this. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, and those are two very different stylistic approaches. So we'll talk about we, we may talk about those as we get into um, further into the discussion or that may spawn off a um, a future topic. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um so I like I like uh Jade Prophet's uh outline. So let me see if I've got it correctly. The beginning, Uh uh-huh, the development, yes, the playtesting, yes, the feedback. Yes. Uh, and then my favorite, the alpha the beta. And the ash, can, the ash can, right? Which sounds like some sort of Pantheon or something, right? Like,
1: it's, I don't know if it's the, a Pantheon or like a work of great literature, right? Like Tinker yeah. Soldier, Sailor Spy kind of. Like.
0: The Alpha, the Beta, and the, and the Ashcan. Okay, so uh, what I'm going to do first before we jump into each, um, each section is I'm going to give a quick overview of our take of game design. Uh, And again, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to emphasize our, as we do this, but eventually I'm not going to, but I'm here forth declaring again, (laughs) that this is all based on our experience. Your mileage may vary. Your approach may vary. um, And if you are somebody like wonderful, like Jason Pitt, your own experiences may be completely different from ours. Yes. Okay. But again, you asked. So we'll talk about our experiences. So the first thing I want to do is kind of lay out the general cycle of this. Uh, a lot of this Jade Prophet had covered, but I want to kind of give you um, the shape of it. Right. So the beginning is, of course, the beginning. The In next, the beginning. Right. The can we just have like of-
1: the dung dun 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 dun
0: dun? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. He's still going. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> The next set of actions that happen are not linear. They're actually a loop. So, development, playtesting, and feedback are just a loop that will endlessly turn until you are ready to publish something, which is the other end of this of this line, right? So, this line is like a straight line, a and loop,
1: a loop, and then
0: a straight line. <laughs> yes, because publishing is a very linear process. When, when we talk about publishing the act, the actions and activities to take a work, a game into a, and come out with a publication, a PDF, a book, an ebook or whatever. Those are very known, relatively concrete. um, And as a project manager, the kind of thing that I can lay down on a Gantt chart, Hmm. right? Development is, like, I'm sorry, not development. Publication is a very project-manageable event. Unlike the loop, (laughs) the development feedback and playtesting loop, right? Development, playtesting, feedback loop. That is not linear. It does not plot well on a timeline. And it actually behaves more like agile software development than it does anything else. And so it is actually harder to um it's harder to lay out or put into a time frame because it is a loop and it can just keep happening and it truthfully has to keep happening until a point when the game is quote good enough. Yep. Um so we're going to talk more about that loop and we're going to talk about it as individual phases, but just remember that it comes right back around on itself until you reach the other side, which is publication.
1: Yeah, you don't get to get off this roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps doing the loop-de-loop part in the middle. Well, you can
0: leave at any time. I mean, you time. can leave. You can <laughs> get just... off.
1: But but the you won't have finished the ride.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. So that's our, that's our general outline of the process. So let's jump in and talk about... The beginning. This would have been a good place for the drums. Okay, right?
1: dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. All
0: right, so in my opinion, the beginning is easy Uh because, it, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but anyone can have an idea for a game.
1: I don't think you should take it the wrong way. I think you should all take it as like massive encouragement. Like anybody can have an idea for a game. Be inspired. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Like, be inspired. I I want to be
1: like, from Ratatouille, I want to be like, anybody can have an idea. Like, anyone can cook, right? Yes. Anyone!
0: (laughs) Absolutely, right? So, like, anyone can have an idea for a game. And, you know, as game designers, like, we have ideas for games that kind of kick around. And there's no... I'm going to say for me, there is no... Process for this, like I do not sit down with a blank piece of paper and say it's time to make a new game. let me um think about a new game that I want to start right like most of my experience for this is uh goes one of two routes: one, I make a stupid joke <laughs> about yeah, but yes uh, about a game, and then, as I am explaining the stupid joke, I stop and I go hmm oh shit it's There a ga- might be something there there might be something worth exploring right hence how the ditch lily game started i was
1: right? gonna mention mark's half-eaten hamburger so
0: oh that's a right mark's half-eaten hamburger <laughs> is larp is yes epitome of this <laughs> that is epitome of a bad idea taken too far right <laughs> no, 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 no. um yeah, so half of my ideas come from saying something dumb or or very hyperbolic and then like listening to myself and going, hmm, that might that might be good. Maybe. <laughs> right. The other half of my ideas come from being in the middle of a podcast <laughs> and, mean, hy- you're not and, wrong, yeah. and and making a hypothetical um as I'm trying to make some sort of point about what I would do if I was designing something. And then I've gone too far and I'm like, wait, no. that actually sounds really cool. I think I would play that, uh, which is ultimately where Hydro Hackers comes from Yes, when I wanted to make a, uh,
1: cyberpunk toolkit.
0: Yeah. A cyberpunk toolkit for fate. Yes. And, 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 and we'll talk about, well, we can, we can kind of parallel that, right? Cause that's a great way of explaining like, um, one of my other points, which is, uh, what you start with may not be what you end with when you get through this process. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's okay, as long as you are happy with what you end with.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's really interesting. So I have um, I have like three games that are like knocking around in my head and have been for a while. And one of them was inspired by a song. And one of them was inspired by a series of tweets that was a really interesting story.
0: Oh, right, right. Um, I remember that one. And-
1: yeah. And one of them is this thing that I like, it's just swimming around in my head with Forbidden Island and has been every time I pick up the game for like Mm -hmm. a couple months now, right? So like sometimes I think a lot of it for me personally is just um, inspiration from outside sources or suddenly having something in your hands and being like, um, either what an interesting experience I could create from this to create a story like this, like with the song lyrics or with the the tweet thread. Like I want to experience, you know, creating this style of story with someone. Um, or the or sometimes it's just about having something in my hands and being like these images are really evocative and you know, what, what story would these tell if I was telling stories about them instead of playing them as a board game, for example?
0: Yeah, just, absolutely. You
1: know, as, as, just for example.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, no. And I, and I think that one of the takeaways from this is that one, there's no one way to come up with an idea for a game.
1: No. It, oh, I will say and I also was working really hard for a while on Cheese Drift, which was com- which was completely in the bad joke idea realm, right? Yes. And died.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that. I'll let you talk about that in once in just a second. Um, yeah. I'll just finish up this point. Uh, so one, um, there's no one way to there's no one way to enter the beginning, right? There's no one way to have an idea for a game. Two, uh, everybody can just have their own process for this, right? Yeah and 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 different designers will have different processes for this. Um, like I said, mine differs from yours, um, which you know would differ from you know Jason's um, whomever. okay. Go back to your thing because you were just talking about cheese drift. Go ahead, go yeah ahead and make that last point about the beginning.
1: yeah, it's actually so cheese drift, I, I bring it up because it was a really funny idea, and I kind of liked the feel of it as like a a raucous attempt to drive through a super populated city with like narrow streets while being attacked by like um i don't know monkeys (laughs) i think is where that ended up going um but um and, and trying to keep the cheese from sliding off of your pizza. Um And I still kind of like the idea of that. I think it's fun and really zany and like just kind of out there and would be very light and fluffy in a quick like one on one player game. Right. But I, I got into designing it and, and like I just there wasn't any direction that I went with it that was accomplishing that feeling for it, you know, and so it was like it was one of those ideas And this is this is the thing about the beginning, right? Sometimes you sit down and you start writing a thing and you're like, "I don't think this actually works.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, sometimes your ideas just your ideas just die right here at the beginning, right? Like you do a little bit of work on it and then you're just like, Like, "Uh." I don't think
1: this is going to work. I mean, really, the thing that happened with cheese drift is I'm pretty sure it's a board game. I think it would make a fantastic board game. I don't want to design a board game. Yeah, I have no and, interest and, in designing it as a board game. Yeah, and I've
0: got—I don't know—I've got like five or six um, half, like half-thought-out ideas that are in notebooks where I've gotten to a certain point, and then I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> "Nah, you know, never mind." Um, okay, so the beginning is like it's your idea, and it might be like your initial notes about the game. But you haven't really done any heavy lifting yet, right? Like you just like you're in that you're in that phase of oh, wouldn't this be cool if, right? Like that's the it yep. starts with, wouldn't it be wouldn't cool, it be cool if, if dot dot. And yep. it ends with, Oh, I think I've got something here. Yes. Okay. So and and that period, there's no time period to this either, right? It's creativity. Like you could you could come up with an idea. Uh, fall in love with it and kill it within an hour or yep. it could persist for like years kicking around um, in a notebook or in the back of your head. Uh, not quite sure what you're going to do with it, um, but you keep flirting with it and then like putting it away and taking it back out, whatever. Okay. The beginning.
1: <laughs>
0: Any yes. other comments on the beginning before we move no, to I development?
1: Think that's great. I just keep getting images in my head from the planet of the apes.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah.
1: What? Night of the Apes, or yeah. 2001? Oh, you're right. It's 2001: Space Odyssey. Okay. Sorry, the my bad. development. Okay,
0: <laughs> the development of which there is no uh, kettle drum uh, sound that goes. No, into but I,
1: I can make it again if you want me to.
0: No, thank you. No. <laughs> um, the development is the most unsexy part of game design, right? (laughs) It is the work. Um, It is a lot of work. And it is the grind of game design. Uh, This is where after you've passed from idea to, well, I'm going to go make this thing now. And you start to realize the... Um, the totality of what you have to create, right? Like if the idea is the part of the game that's poking above the water, if, <laughs> if it was an iceberg, yeah. The grind is when you finally uh, look underneath the, the water whole and iceberg. realize yeah. what's left underneath, <laughs> right? So I- in development, you are, and, and again, this is the beginning of our loop, right? So this is in development, you are now working um, to make something that's play testable. Uh, and there are different approaches to this and I'll touch on it after I let you, um, after I let you talk for a bit. Um, but in this part, you are just like, you are, you are writing ideas down like, you know, Oh, I think it's, I think like this will work with this Oh, I want this ability. I want like this kind of dice mechanic you're doing research you're on like any dice looking at probability curves for some you know dice mechanic that you want to use you're um maybe you're like when i was making um hydro hackers i like took out every pbta game i owned and looked at all the basic moves of every pbta game and like put them in a spreadsheet like based on what they did like oh this like here are games that have moves for getting information. Here are games that have moves for fighting, like whatever, like whatever it is your process needs is like the work you're going to do during development. It's, it it's, it's sometimes fun, sometimes not fun.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, so the, the funny thing is, um, when I have an idea, one, once I get past the idea phase, um, Initially, in the development, I tend to be very excited and like jumping in all the way. Sure, yeah. And then I tend to run out of steam. (laughs) So, the reason that I have um, two incomplete story games based on like, you know, telling a a style of story is because um, I got, you know, three quarters of the prompts written. And then I ran out of steam, which is the development part. Like, you have to do the thing. You have to make the thing for people to do the thing. (laughs) Like, so this is the part where there is definitely some nose to the grindstone. Like, you have to have um, follow through that I personally sometimes lack, which is why my games tend to be short or written with Phil, who has follow through. (laughs) Um <laughs> that's a thing. Um and that's a thing I can acknowledge about myself, right? Like that I have drive on the initial um that initial part of the story when it's really cool and new and interesting to me and that um you know when we talk about we're going to talk about going around the cycle there are certain parts of the cycle that give me energy back again, right? Mm-hmm. As we go around, but sometimes I don't have enough initial drive to get me over the first hump of the the, the loop to get to the playtesting part. And that is an interesting part so, to me. So for me, a lot of my games die here. They don't even necessarily die. They just linger.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and this is the part where, um, I mean, this is the hard part, right? And I don't want to be discouraging to people because, you know, in the beginning, we were like, everybody should have ideas about games and everything else. Um but the development is like the development is how bad do you want this game?
1: Yeah, it is, because yeah, because how committed is, are you to this idea?
0: yeah, because this and and this is why, to be completely honest, this is why during the pandemic, we have not been developing games.
1: no, no, because haven't been
0: because the emotional and mental energy required to be this committed right, to work on this. Um, we have not had. Yep. yep. Um, so we actually shelved all of our development this past year, uh, and we'll probably do it for a little bit longer, and probably a little bit after the pandemic quote ends. And by quote ends, I mean like
1: we're going to go into the transitional pandemic yeah, we've fade been out. Vaccinated,
0: hopefully. and we can kind yeah. of start to see people again, right? So, but part of like the reason why we're not doing this right now is because the grind is hard it's mentally taxing and truthfully um, both of us are managing uh, busy jobs, kiddos and like kiddos in virtual schools and stuff like that. And we don't have the, we don't have the spell slots left to do this work. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, and that's, you know, that's straight up factual. Um, I will tell you that there is a, um there is a great book, um in terms of inspiration. For me, there was a great book um called the um the war of art. Not the art of war. That's yeah well, that's a different book. That's a different I like one. the art of, I like the art of war too, but the war of art is the name of the book. Um and it talks about it, it talks about this in terms of writing, but most of what it talks about is applicable to game design as well. Um, and it talks about um pushing through when the tank is empty you know, pushing through on days when you just don't feel like it, that kind of thing. And, um, it's tough. Like the grind is a really, um, the grind of game design can be really tough. And in uh, there, just, you know, you either, you either are going to want to do it, um, or you won't. And you go through cycles of it. Like, yeah. like, like you said, like you go through times where it's like, I love this this is great. And then there are times where you're like, I'm completely stuck. I have no energy. I'm, you know, this thing's done or eh, I'm moving on to something else. There are times, I think on four or five separate occasions, I tried to delete Hydro Hackers. Mm-hmm. You did. Right? Like, yeah.
1: And, and the other thing that I will say, and this is something um, that we have the privilege of saying as not full-time game designers, it is even a whole different picture, right? If you're doing this um, to pay for the roof over your head, because oh, then you don't even have the 100%. option, and like that kind of pressure is um something I'm not ever willing to do with a hobby again because I've done it before. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, no, and, and it, uh, uh, without without a doubt, right? So if you are doing this full time as a career, um, your approach to the grind, um, it's not that the grind's any different, but how you're going to deal with it is a little is different than, um. You know if you have the option to walk away or not worry about like this game is going to pay uh, right. these these bills right?
1: right, because we did get to be like, "Cool, it's a pandemic. We don't have the energy not yeah. gonna not gonna design right now,
0: yeah. Now granted if this was my full-time job, the all that energy that I'm devoting to day yes. job would be would in be this. devoted to
1: this. Yes.
0: And my development would be slower, right? So so that's another that's another piece of this, right? So um if you are a part-time designer, right? If you are doing this as a night, you know, as a gig job, um then you've got to pull from what's left. Yeah in your tank after your day job parenting and all of those things. And yeah. that is also like, it's that's a thing. A, it's, it's a, a d- different, it's a different kind of heart. Yes. Right. So when you're doing this to survive, um, that is a very, like, that is a very, um, very serious. Um, can I get this done kind of pressure when you are doing this part time? It is really like, how much of my self care can I sacrifice? Yeah, to do this to thing? work on
1: this right now. Yeah,
0: and and is that a valid um, trade? Yeah, uh, and you know during pandemic we just we made that a conscious decision. Like we talked about it. Um, the so I talked about it with you for the mm-hmm. games that we were working on. I talked about it with um, the guys over at Encoded. Um, About other things that we were working on and we were just like, yeah, like we don't like we don't have the energy to devote to this. So let's just not. And let's come back when it's like, let's come back when there is joy in doing this again. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say when there's joy in doing it. Let's come back when I have enough in the tank to be able to do the hard parts of this and still like and still be okay yeah yep. yeah that's a, and and that's tough, that's tough, right? And now, you know, what part of the grind of this is going to come from the other parts of this cycle of, of this loop, right? Yeah, um but the development is the work that you do until you so we end, we start development with, I need to work on these things, and we end development with, I need to see if these things work. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to add anything to the development phase before?
1: No, we... I. I think that's it. I think that's it for me.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. So now we need to find out if things work. We need to play test.
1: Yes. So we actually we we did do an entire episode about this. Um, actually, as a crossover with bonus experience, um, with Monica and Ray because they're fantastic. Um, so if you would like to hear a maybe too much about playtesting maybe not enough who knows if you have specific playtesting questions let us know we will you know from based in our experience and what we have actually done we will address them to the best of our ability um but it is episode 141 and it is called playtesting and onions because of course it is um so if you want to hear all about playtesting from four game designers um, then that is a fantastic episode to check out. Um, so we're not we're not going to dig like super all the way in. We're going to let that forty five minutes speak for itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there are I mean there's so many different ways to play test. Um, but in essence, you are always asking the question: Does this work? Yes. Uh, who you're asking that question to, right? Is going to be different depending on how you're playtesting your game, right? Yes. Like, is this an internal playtest? Is this an external playtest? Is this a blind playtest? Like, there's all different ways. And again, go back to episode 141 um, to check those out. But what playtesting does for us is we take we take what we've written, we take it to the table, and in whole or part, we play it. Um, and we learn really three things mm-hmm. now I'm going to borrow heavily from my project management <laughs> background for this, right? So we learn what we learn what really works, right? Those are the rules, the mechanisms, the feeling of play, whatever that we want to keep. right so that that um, that skill check mechanic works exactly like I hoped it would check good. Uh, we learn what didn't work. Right? Wow, that power totally broke the game. Um, it needs to totally be scrapped and rewritten. Or, you know, wow, um, you know, uh, that move uh, really underwhelms when we, like, in play. Like, when we use it, like, it really didn't do anything to make play, um, like, any better. Or it didn't meet the design goal. Um, and then the third question is, what things surprised you? Which means... What are the things you didn't account for that have come up in play? And that's neither good nor bad because there are good surprises and there are bad surprises. Uh-huh. Um but what surprised you in play like, "Oh, I would have never thought to use that rule that way, and now that that person does, I realize it exposes a huge flaw in, you know, part of the game." Right? And so playtesting generates like playtesting basically takes your rules and sifts it into like those three buckets. Um, and you know, you're going to be assessing it along the way, right? You're going to be playtesting and kind of watching, right? Yeah. You're going to be like playtesting and being like, okay, good. That, that worked. Um, Ooh, Ooh, like, I, yeah, I don't like that. That's bad. Oh, Oh, that that's interesting. Like I didn't expect that to happen. Put that in the surprise bucket. We'll come back to those. Right. Um, and that's, that's great, right? Like, that's great. It's going to lead to more development. We're going to like, again, we're on the loop, right? We're going to like, so the things that were good, we're going to keep the things that didn't work. We're going to make, we're going to make some decisions about when we get back around to development and the things that surprised us, we're going to have to also make some decisions about, we just might make different ones, right? Like we, like we may have to just decide whether we like it, don't like it, whatever. Um, I don't know. What else do you want to say about like for me, play testing um, for me, play testing is nerve wracking and I need to approach play testing um, in, uh, in tears. So like, uh, oh. like when you say early... tears
1: to be clear, you mean like stair steps, not, not crying. Right.
0: <laughs> sometimes both. I meant, the, I meant steps first, but sometimes, sure. <laughs> sometimes other crying. Um, what I mean by this is early in my game design, I need to play test with people that I am comfortable with and then I'm okay to make it mistakes in front of.
1: Yes. Yep. My most okay. common play tester is Andy. Yes, of games that I am doing here, right? Like
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chris, Chris, Bob, you, like that's my like inner circle of playtesters, mm-hmm. um, people that I am comfortable failing in front of.
1: Yeah, because um, I have no idea, especially early on, if anything actually works that I've yeah, written er, down.
0: Absolutely, first play, test, early play tests, early playtests are like literally. I have no idea if any of this is going to work. I messed around with some of it on my own using a dice, you know, like rolling some dice at my desk. I think there's something here. Can you guys, you know, let me know. Right. Yeah. Um, as after a number of cycles and after a couple of um, good play tests in that, in that close friends tier, then I am feel, I feel braver and can take it like to other places like maybe play test it for other designers right like metatopia forms this um metatopia forms this really um great place of i'm going to play test this in front of people that i don't know yes but people that i know are going to be um nice to me about it
1: right because they also know with the grind and the dev feel like, and,
0: and they know what they're here for. Yeah, right. Like they're here to provide good feedback um, about about the game. Yeah, and then the last tier is I'm gonna just take this to any con,
1: take it to a con and see what happens,
0: and see what happens. Hey, is this um, the game
1: about plumbing?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> is this uh, the which is, an actual, game? which is an actual people line are from me. Always asking you that. Yes. Somebody asked me came up to my table and asked me that about Hydra Hackers. <laughs> um but by the time I'm ready to take like by the time I'm ready to do that like I am I am bold at that point. Like I have like it, it has been play tested enough. Most of the things have been fixed even if they aren't even if some of the things aren't fixed my confidence is enough high enough that I'm like, look, I know this part doesn't work. So don't worry about it. We're, we're still working on this. Right. Let's just do just this part
1: moving along to this other stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so I definitely like I go through phases of play test based on, um, based on where I am, uh, comfort wise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah I think that does it for playtesting. Um, Yeah.
0: We're at 36 minutes.
1: Yeah. So we are. Do we want to make this into a part one, part two? I think so. Okay.
0: Why don't we, okay. um, do you want to just, you're going to have to snip this piece out now, but um, do you yeah. want to just tie it off Hang here? On.
1: Thirty-six fifty-three. 53. Although that's actually pretty short for us. Do you think we're going to fill up like another 10 minutes? Yeah, probably. Well
0: we've got feedback and then we've got the alpha, the beta, the yeah, ash we're not can. Gonna finish it you know what? We could do the time. alpha, the beta, the ash can, and then publishing. We could we could mm-hmm. add feedback to this.
1: Okay. Or we could just stop here. It's it's actually fine if it's a little bit shorter.
0: Yeah? You okay with that? hmm Okay. All right. So um do you want to jump in and say some stuff about playtesting yeah. and then we'll, hang on. And then I'll exit us out.
1: Okay. I don't know if I have anything more to say about playtesting. Maybe I'm just going to say that to you.
0: Okay, well, let me then let me add a line or two. Okay. So, yeah, so playtesting is so I think it's important to note playtesting is an emotional thing. Uh like I don't think I can't say for other designers. I know for me that it is um And again, it's time to it's time to take off the psyche caps here as a um, as a person with high functioning anxiety caused by childhood trauma and generating a lot of my self-identity and worth through how useful I am Uh Failing things is a thing that I hate. I don't
1: do that. <laughs> and
0: I'm terrified of. If, and makes me think people will not like me/slash love me.
1: Yes. And that I right? am a worthless human being.
0: Correct. By not the way, my for,
1: favorite feeling.
0: Correct. By the way, for those who don't know, we both suffer from these from we both suffer from high functioning anxiety. Yes. <laughs> uh so playtesting is uh Playtesting is very emotionally tricky for me because, one, it absolutely needs to be done. But I need to approach it in a way where I feel emotionally safe.
1: I really like playtesting with you because it is easier when there are two of us. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that I will say. I will, like yes, it really I agree. is easier like um when we well, sit let, down and play test a game together.
0: Well, be be clear about what you mean by together.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when we design a game together. Yes. And then we take it to a convention, Metatopia. And play test it. And that sometimes means that one of us is taking notes while the other one is running the game. Um, just like visually seeing what's happening and marking down things like, ooh, you know, just being the person who's writing all that information down. And sometimes that means a little bit more like we actually co-GM it as we go. Um, it it kind of depends on the game. We've done both, right? Yep. Um, But I think where it really makes it easier is in terms of both, you know, having the moments of what did and didn't work and surprise, right? Like we get to have that conversation as a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, um, getting feedback. Yeah. As two people who both worked on the game.
0: Yes. It it diffuses, it diffuses. It
1: It doesn't feel as personal.
0: (laughs) No, you are 100% correct. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, and this is, and this is why I think as a design aesthetic, um, i also am very partial to um to collaborative design yeah. right and co-creators because um it says if 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 an idea doesn't work yeah then it's diffused over the two of us right, right? Like, like that criticism we, we
1: both made an idea that didn't work but it doesn't feel like it's like you suck no one will ever like you again
0: <laughs> correct yeah correct 100 100 yes correct.
1: yeah um, that is because that's definitely a thing
0: <laughs> yeah and and so i i also like when we um when we do the kind of um and we we actually have there's a third configuration you didn't mention for play testing which is um which is what you did originally in Hydra Hackers, which was embedded player.
1: Oh yeah, that is true too, because I did do that, which probably also helped because there were a bunch of people at the table maybe who had never played the game before and who were seeing it for the first time. And then there was also me who had played it a bunch of times in various iterations. And so I was able to comment on both the play experience um, of the changes while you were also getting feedback from the other players from the first time approach right
0: yeah and that was huge that was right? really like, helpful so that was really helpful because you could tell me from one game to the next yeah. you could be like hey that change really did uh work like right. it was very it was a very different experience you know with this you know this with this move compared to the old move right. huge deal right um but yes again and i will say this Kind of coming back to discussing playtesting, beware, be aware that there is an emotional component to this. Yeah. And that you need to understand what you need from playtesting as much as what you need the game to get from playtesting.
1: Yeah, so that you can be specific.
0: Right. like Some of the early questions I ask when I'm playtesting is, does this sound fun? Would this
1: interest you?
0: (laughs) Right. Because in the early part of, in the early part when I'm playtesting, I'm not super concerned like, hey, you know, did this mechanic totally rock for you? Like, I'm not expecting that. What I want to know is like, hey, based on what's on the table so far, if I kept polishing this, is this something you think you'd want to play more of? Yeah. Yeah. And really what that is, is that the early, early, like the earliest playtests are more of a validation of the idea and the initial approach. Yeah. So do you think this idea is compelling? Do you think this approach that I'm taking to with the idea, like, do you think this is also interesting? Right. Because the other stuff, for me, and I, even even when we're paired up together, the part for me that I'm listening to, is the part where people are telling me like, hundred percent, I love this idea, I think this mechanic's pretty good, and I would definitely play this again, and then I am prepared to hear, like, but I thought like it took too long to set up the scene or. I don't think the mechanic quite hits what you're looking for, because at that point. I've heard the good stuff, like the idea is good, like, which which is the part that fuels me, right? You're
1: asking them questions in the correct order to create the sandwich, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, but But here's the thing for me, even if my mechanics were rocking, if somebody was like, I I don't this premise seems kind of weird to me like I don't like I I don't think I could play this you know multiple times right I I would be more apt to just throw the game out at that point yeah then to keep working on it but if you like if you played it and you were like listen I don't think mechanically you're there but I love this idea
1: yeah but I'm really excited about this concept yeah
0: yeah then then I'm like cool Let me, you know, let me go back to the drawing board with your feedback, which um, we're going to talk about next week as it appears. And let me, um, and let me get to work. Like it's way in the early phase of the, of, in the early loops of development, it's way more important for me that the idea works than the mechanics work in the late phases of development. I'm not worried about if the idea works. I'm now just worried about, can I get the mechanics to where, where I want them? For instance, by the time that person showed up at my table for hydro hackers and was like, is this a game about plumbing? And I like clapped my hands together and like, I was like, "Yes, it absolutely is. And I guarantee you, you'll never look at plumbing the same in a game again. Yes. Right. And like pulled them right over to the table and was like, and here we go. Right. Yep. Because at that point, I've played enough times that I know the concept is good. Yeah. That now I, and that I'm fairly confident the mechanics are good. I'm ready to like, like let's, let's, let's grind this. Like let's, let's do yeah. this. Let's, do let's play iterations. this out. And you know, that kind of thing. Yes. But yeah, for me personally, it is very much in the early phases. Is this idea good? Because if I think the idea is not good or not sustainable, I will throw the game out.
1: Yep. That's why you almost lost Hydro Hackers multiple times.
0: I, I did. Because every now and then I would be like, this is dumb. Who's going to like in the early days, I was like, this is dumb. Who's going to think about like stealing water as cool or whatever. And then we played it a bunch of times and people were like, this, is this was neat. really
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? Like, OK, well, then I better put the work in to get the mechanics up to the up to the idea. Yeah. And that's actually I think that's actually where we were when we play tested um in twenty nineteen where we play when we play tested uh Ditch Lilies was is this game a good idea? Yes. And everybody who played it
1: yeah. was like loved the idea.
0: <laughs> and it was like, are the mechanics there?
1: Not, Not yet. really. But will they get there? Probably.
0: Right. But the look on people's faces when we explained what the game was. Yes. And uh, what you were going to do in the game, like travel from town to town and solve problems with queer love and rock and roll. Yeah. And people were like, Yes. People were like, This is what I've signed up for, right? Like, I'm in. (laughs) And and that's enough to be like, Okay.
1: Okay. This is worth it. Let's put the work in. People are interested in it beyond just us.
0: Yeah. And again, that's because so many of my game design ideas come from either me saying something <laughs> really stupid or me running my mouth on a podcast. Yep. So it really helps if other people are like, no, Phil, sometimes both. <laughs> sometimes both. Um, but it's really helpful when other people are like, no, no, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. In fact, Ditch Lilies was also invented yeah. while running my mouth.
1: That's what I was like. It was both. It was a running joke and also uh-huh. <laughs> podcast. 100%.
0: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> if right,
1: you've been cool. listening to us for five years now, <laughs> you, you probably caught on to the conception of this whole entire thing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it was... Um, oh, I'll say this one last thing, because then I think we're going to be ready to exit out of this yeah, yeah, for yeah. this first part. yeah, yeah. One of the things in development is I often come up with, and this is a, this is again a me a me process because um, it helps me. Is I need to start coming up with the elevator pitch for the game.
1: Yeah, because it gives you a very clear idea of what you are designing towards. And actually, when I have had trouble designing specific things like cheese drift, for example, yeah, I don't know what the elevator pitch is for cheese drift right like right
0: cuz I, I i know in I our discussions of it. it yeah i was like what what is what are this you game? doing
1: with this game like right. i'm like i don't know i just want you to like keep the cheese on the pizza
0: okay so this all right so great this you know what we're going to we're going to go a little longer okay and we're going <laughs> to we're going to talk a little bit we're going to back up into development a little oh, bit okay but here's so here's an important thing right it, depending on where your idea came from yes what you're walking into your design with is different so like yes. for instance for for ditch lilies our design was like we would like to we would like to play a game where you play the ditch lilies yes right because and we, we love were like, them <laughs> right exactly because we thought that would be fun Right, and I think we even said it was going to be Scooby Doo like. Yeah, yeah. Not supernatural, but Scooby Doo like. Yes, and it is. <laughs> right. So then we were like, okay. So our design was all right. We know this kind of thing we want to do, and we need some rules. To pair up with it, um, like what could we do this in? Like, is this a PBTA thing? Is this a Fate thing? Oh, let's try. Um, let's try. One. Um. One. You know, our in house engine, that kind of thing. In the case of Cheese Drift, your idea was based on a, you, your idea was based on something stupid I said. Yes. <laughs> which was I was picking up a pizza. Yes. And I was telling you that I always pick up my pizza five minutes later than the time they tell me. Yes. Because I want it out of the oven, sitting on the oven warm. So that when I drive home, the cheese doesn't drift off the side like uh-huh. when I take a bad turn. Cheese drift. <laughs> and you were like, the cheese drift. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so like, you went into the game with the idea of like, how can I make a game around yeah. the idea of cheese protecting, drifting? <laughs>
1: protecting the cheese on the pizza. But right. putting you in situations where you as a driver of the car have to do wild stunts. And are trying to simultaneously
0: keep the cheese on the pizza. Yeah, and and I think the hard part to this is, at least from my design perspective, if I know what a game is a like, if I know what the game's supposed to do, um, I've played enough games that I can try to find a system that will get me most of the way there, and then I can finish designing the rest. In your case, you had like a thing you wanted to do. Yeah. That wasn't even the whole game.
1: Yeah, that was right. A it was like right. It was this like
0: right. It was like it was like the middle piece of the game is the thing you saw. You were like, I now need to not only figure out what everything else happens around to make the cheese drift. Yeah, but then I also need to make up mechanics for that. And, and it, like, like it's and a very- also
1: why, like why. Like, why, why, yeah, why yeah, do you, like
0: why is this even, a why thing, is this right? a
1: thing? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I think it would make a much better board game because you could just be like, okay, there are three of you lining up at the start and then you could like draw difficulty cards or whatever. And then you can all have little pizzas in front of you with like cheese and it can be like, oh, you did a thing, nudge your cheese, three nudges this way or like whatever, you know,
0: <laughs> yes. it
1: could still be a thing, but I don't want to design a board game.
0: And and that is part of, I, that's part of the beginning and that's part of development is starting to answer those questions about like, what is my game about and how do the rules in, how do the rules support that?
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. So, and then playtesting
0: is, it's, oh, it ahead. is
1: interesting, right? Because it's also, that's, that in particular is something I have gotten better at. Right, the longer that I've been doing this, because the three that are tossing around in my head, like the oldest one is still a tiny bit mushy, but is like a lot clearer. And then the two that kind of came to me this year that I'm sort of not really working on, but you know, hanging on to in my head are like pretty clear in that they're like, this is a story of um, two people who never met before. who both loved someone who just died and it's like how they build a relationship right over, Mm -hmm. over going through that person's things.
0: Um, yeah. Now see there, like, so there you have, like, you have so much of like, you, (laughs) right. You have like, you are you have an idea that is in need of mechanics.
1: Yeah, like that is that is a whole story right there and now it's just yes. how with mechanics do I do I guide you into telling that story, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, which is Very a whole different,
1: different thing. Right? Then I have this yep. one mechanic that I would like to shove into a story somewhere. Cheese drifts off your pizza. <laughs> um right so like that's that's why Cheese Drift was not terribly successful but I feel a lot better about some of these other ones um, that I've been just tossing around in my head. I don't know. I no, no promises on ever finishing either of them. Just
0: no, saying, I mean, like that's, that's, that's so not the point.
1: The point is not that I'm going to finish them. The point is that I had the ideas. I started working on them and I got into the development phase and we'll see if they live or die.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so cool. So look, we're going to, we, we drifted around a little like um,
1: cheese on a pizza.
0: <laughs> we did. We did. We're approaching, we're approaching an hour. Um, so what I want to do is we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. This is a part one. Yes. Uh, so Jade Profit, you're getting at least a, a two parter part, um where we're going to talk about feedback, um, which is in which is tied to playtesting, but we'll talk about feed because for me, playtesting is um, both internal, right? That's where I watch over what's happening and like do I like what I see. Feedback is the part where people tell me what happened during. Uh, play testing, and that is a very different, yeah. Um, Which
1: we, I guess, we kind of chatted about a little bit, but
0: like a little, a little bit. But we'll talk we'll more talk in more depth about, about feedback because feedback also has a lot of emotional stuff tied yeah. to it. Yeah, but it also reveals some things that are really important about design, Um, and it's a very necessary piece. Yeah, um, is for other people to tell you about about their experiences. All right, cool. So we'll do that, and then we'll talk about. Um, I think we'll expand it a little. We'll talk about alpha, beta, ashcan, published.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So we'll add we'll add a piece published. to it. We'll talk about published. Like done, done. Yeah. Okay, cool. In order for us to wrap up this episode. Uh, we need to talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. I think you have one in mind. I do. Go ahead and let it roll.
1: Well, tonight I I thought I would tell you about Bonus Experience because we were just touting our episode with them, and they're fantastic. So on Bonus Experience, you can hear Ray and Monica, who are two awesome old friends who both write and play games, so they also talk a bunch about game design. Just saying. They're great, and uh, they drink sparkling water and uh, are fantastic. You should probably listen to them. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. So, Senda, where do people find us on the internet?
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. Or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. Or you can find either me or Phil's individual ticky tiki-talkie accounts and he changed his name so now it's just like twitter dna phil you can tag us in your video and if you send us a topic on the tiki-talkies which we have one that's super good we still haven't done yet because it's like so good we really I'm need to sorry, think about Karen it 12, that's a i know my it's su- no no but it's like super it's just, it's so good that we really need to use our brains and we haven't really been in that place <laughs> anyway but if you send it to us on the tiki-talkies we'll take the audio and go and slurp it in and put it in the episode so that'll be cool too. Yeah, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information?
0: Oh, just like Jade Prophet did, please uh, send us a topic. Um, to sum it up, we love uh, doing the show. We love chatting about games. We love chatting about game design, gaming, GMing, and stuff like that. But really, uh, beyond entertaining you, which we hope we do week to week, the other thing that we really hope that we're doing is that we're helpful right? We hope that we're giving you advice to help make your games better. Um, and so while we could just pick topics and do that, it's even better if you pick the topic that's relevant to you. Cause then at least we know, um, we're helping one of you out there, but more importantly, honestly, if you're running games, and you're struggling with the thing, it's more than likely other people are struggling with it too. So by asking your question or asking us a particular, to comment on a particular area, topic, or whatever, um, we hope that we're creating content that is making your games better because we want you to have better games. We want you to want to play more games. um, And we want you to do all the awesome things that games do in terms of making us uh, feel better and connect to other people and stuff like that. So please send more topics. If you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider uh, supporting our Patreon campaign. You can go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get all sorts of goodies. Really, in these these pandemic times, the Slack Room for Life has been one of my havens. Um, It has been just so wonderful to um, be with people. Um, And what's really exciting now, uh, we have a COVID-19 channel, which uh, we started last year as um we were all you know pretty nervous about what was going on and kind of talking about um information that we were learning and stuff that we were finding out uh and now that channel has um most of its current uh posts are uh about people getting vaccinated
1: which is just really lovely
0: It is it's you know it's great hearing who's getting appointments and who got their first shots second shots and things like that um I love our I love our our little slack community they're wonderful wonderful people uh, we do a Friday luncheon so for those of us working at home um, we get together 12:30 Eastern that's a thing if you're part of the um, if you're part of the slack community and a patron you can join us for there on there uh, you're gonna get the bamboo lounge from this show um, you get the the misdirected mark um, after show and uh, over time you're gonna get some other stuff as we um, As you know, we kind of uh, perk back up and start designing some stuff again. Um, We like to share those things out with you all because you're awesome. And everything that you do to support us is what allows us to do all of this. So uh, thank you again. And if you're already supporting the Patreon campaign, thank you very much. If you're unable to support the Patreon campaign, we totally understand. There's still a thing you can do. Um, It still supports our, um, if you listen to us, you will love us. A uh, campaign idea. Which so we've 20-
1: been doing for a year.
0: And it keeps working. <laughs> We're not stopping. If you listen to us, you will love us. Um, we know you've already told everybody that you listen to the show. We know that you've already told your game group. Some of them are going to listen to you. Some of them won't. It's okay. There's still a thing you can do to help strangers find us, which is something we also need help with. We need people who don't know us or don't know you all. To pick up the show and become people that we all know, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, once you start listening, then you also can interact and then we can all know each other. Linda, what's that thing? How do you do it?
1: (laughs) You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. If you leave it somewhere that's not Apple Podcasts, let us know, because we really like to read them. But there's like tons of places they could be. Um, But they really do help us with the algorithm and making things come up. So we super duper appreciate them in that way. And they give us a lovely boost of serotonin directly to our brains, which in these COVID times is boy it feels good it's a good thing so we really really appreciate them and thank you so much to everybody uh who has already left a review they're they're really awesome and we really appreciate them
0: yeah thank you very much we appreciate greatly say Senda, show me what other game idea you've got kicking around that you haven't told anyone else about yet
1: so you know forbidden island <laughs> This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, show me what you got. Show me what you got, show me what you got. Show me what you got, show me what you got. me what
0: you got, Check, check.
1: Check, check, indeed. Oh, now we check. will remain with our seat backs fully upright and our tray tables in their upright and locked position.
0: Very good. This aircraft is equipped with six (laughs) exits, two in the back, two on the wing, and two at the front.
1: Please note that the closest exit may be behind you.
0: (laughs) Cross-checking clear.
1: Do you remember when we used to travel?
0: (laughs) A lot. We used to, a lot.
1: I was getting really pretty good at it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I was, you know, I was uh I was I was, you know, basically uh timing myself on how fast I could clear security and repack my bag post security for the flight. Mhm. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. We have a show to do. Let's get to work.
1: We sure do. Okay. All right. Here we go. That thrilled me far more than it should have.